listeners you are listening to another episode of that's entertainment excuse me i should have burped before we started uh i am your pop culture maven jeff malone and with me as always live from hampton maine is my aunt beth woods aunt beth how are you uh, on this good. april day <laughs> i'm doing good got it like i just told you before i gotta keep myself awake I didn't sleep well last night, so I'm hoping that I don't fall asleep during our taping. (laughs) Well, We'll we're hoping that this is a topic that you can talk about in your sleep. Yes. And you know it well enough. Plus, it's been so dreary here the last three days, rainy and cold. So, like, barely, the yesterday and Monday was in the 40s. Today was in the 50s. It's supposed to be nice work starting tomorrow, but... That kind of weather makes you sleepy. Mm-hmm. So hopefully by tomorrow I'll be have lots of energy. Sounds good. Yeah, we've been we've been a little chilly. You're not too bad. It's just mm-hmm. been we had a really hot stretch a couple of weeks ago. Now we've had a few days struggling to crack 60 degrees, but yeah. I've still I been in w- shorts. I know I looked when we were having like high 60s I think we did reach 70 and I looked in I think in Yardley it was 88 I was Mm -hmm. like oh my god that's a little too quick to to be that warm I was like okay hold on a second here I I don't want to have to put my air conditioning in yeah you need to ease into it I don't like when it's that because then especially in April. I mean, yeah, you don't have your air conditioning. You don't go, you can't go swimming yet. So it's just, that's really hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were showing on the news, on the local news. They're like, it's the first day we've reached the eighties since September or whenever it was. And now people are all going to central park and you know they've got the time and temperature display in the corner of the screen and it says like 88 or 89 i'm like that's too hot for central park yes it's too hot to be yeah to be walking around i wonder if that was a record anywhere i think it it was in the city it was um i think we reached 89 on what was that april 7th maybe or yeah um I think that it was that week. Yeah, one of those days, I think we... Um, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Newark, New Jersey might have been a few degrees off the record, but yeah, several mm-hmm. places in the area did reach it for that day. Wow. Um, but yeah, now it's... I don't know. Now we're, we've cooled down a little bit and... Looks like we're using into May, but with a fair amount of rainfall. Yeah, I noticed you guys have, I think, even more than we have coming up. But yeah. We'll see. Yes, yeah. you might be if you're if you live close to me, if you live in the mid Atlantic somewhere, you might be hunkering down uh, to against a thunderstorm while you're listening to this episode. Mm. Um, but anyway, so before we get into our main topic, Aunt Beth, I, uh, did you see the note I sent you that there were a couple things I wanted to talk about quick? Yes, and I think I did one of them, and I think I might have forgotten to do the other, so remind well, did, me what, what... Did you listen to the karaoke corner? That's that, what I, I... No, I forgot, and I really was... That I forgot to do. I'm so sorry. Well, that's okay, Um, Okay, because (laughs) the main reason I mentioned it was because I wanted to say something on as a follow up. Um, So now now you'll know what to look out for once you listen to it. So um, my friend Yasmin uh, gave me the the set list for this episode and she gave me uh she had me she suggested britney spears backstreet boys and spice girls and i was like i've done backstreet boys before and she's like okay then how about jennifer lopez instead like okay that sounds good but 
Spice Girls kind of sounded familiar. I was like, did I do them before? But then I checked my list. I keep a list, a Google Doc of every band and mm-hmm. singer that I've done before, and they weren't on there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I guess I must be thinking of something else, or is it seemed familiar, but it didn't happen. So then I record the episode, then I'm uploading it, and I'm like adding some tags like you can add tags like that are the subject of of the episode when you you post it on on the well on our patreon it lets you post tags and Mm -hmm. so then it'll it'll uh suggest tags that you've used before as you're typing them in and as i start typing spice girls it shows (laughs) that i've used spice girls before (laughs) And I looked it up and I had covered them. Megan, my cousin Megan, had suggested them. That was just a a few months ago that I did her suggestions. And it turned out that I just had forgotten to write down what I covered that time on my on the the document. So if you've already listened, you know I've covered the Spice Girls twice now. Oh, yeah. oh, and this dear. is this is the second time I've I've accidentally covered a band twice. But who else did you do twice? The Beatles. The Beatles. Yeah. Okay. So did you do the same song for the Spice Girls that you did each time? Well, uh, I guess it, since the episode's out, I can spoil it. But uh, no, actually, I picked a different one. Oh well, so that's okay then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of decided is well, I could just re-record that portion or I could just stick with it. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, I said something different. Uh, yeah. I was happy with what I said. So I just... bet no, most people wouldn't remember. I don't know. I don't, you maybe, know, I don't know. Maybe not, but just in case, I mean, there's, there's always the, the really diligent <laughs> fact checkers out there. And <laughs> I, I do, I do my best not to be caught with my pants down. Yeah. Okay. Well, I forgive you anyway. Okay. Well, thank you. That's that's the most important then. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, then the other thing I mentioned was it was a bit of news in uh, the media landscape that uh, Netflix is ending their DVD by mail service. That's too bad. The only reaction I had, well, when they first started that, I don't, how long ago has, do you know when it first started? I think 1998. Oh, wow. It's been a while. Which I was, I was surprised when I heard that because, I mean, I feel like people didn't, we're still using VHSs then, like DVDs had just started. Well, I don't know when I signed up for it, but um, I eventually stopped only because um i felt like pressure to watch like that i wouldn't watch the shows the Mm -hmm. movies on time and that for me the financially it didn't wasn't worth it because i figured i needed to watch i don't remember what it was but say three or four movies um or maybe more than that per month for me to make it worthwhile Mm -hmm. so eventually i did stop and i just had the streaming service but i know like you said that they had such a huge selection of movies that are really hard to find anywhere else. So that's a big loss. Yeah. And, but I also liked your explanation of getting it in the mail. And it was kind of fun to get a little package yeah. in the mail. And yeah, yeah and Beth is so talking about my, I wrote a little, a little eulogy on my uh, biweekly newsletter. Yes. That's so. where I read it. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they made it so easy. You know, you just order it, it comes in the mail, and then you put it right back in the little package and send it back. So, yeah, that's the only reason. I just stopped because I wasn't watching. I had so many, like, I'm surprised you even have time because I had so many other shows and things that I was Mm -hmm. watching that I just didn't have enough time to. And now, like you said, too, with there's so many things on streaming that you could find so many movies, maybe not everything, but yeah, but still, yeah, it's a loss. So mm-hmm. hopefully you'll be able to find things that you, you know, were hoping you could get on from Netflix that you'll be able to find other places. Well, I was looking around and I found out 
there there are a couple of uh, places that actually still do DVD rentals, and one that I I hadn't heard of before. It's called 3D Blu-ray Rental. Oh, um, and it looks like it's a little pricier than Netflix oh, was, okay. but they the selection looks better. Oh, and, and is that all yep. on, through the the same way as? I, uh, yeah, I believe Netflix? so. I was oh, okay. looking at their their website, and it looks like it's all done through the mail as well. Okay. Uh, and they say they specialize in hard to find Blu-rays. So. Oh, okay. So maybe yeah. Um, that would be do. You, what would be good is if you could just get like when you wanted to, and not you know not feel pressured to have to watch something when you um, at a certain time frame. So if you just decided, like, say on Monday, oh, I'd like to watch so-and-so this weekend, and you could just get it for the that weekend or whatever. Yeah, but, I look, it looked like they did have both subscription and one-time rental options. Okay. Yeah. So if you, they, if you just wanted to rent, like, if there's this one movie from, like, that came out in the 40s or something mm-hmm. that's not on any streaming service but was released on blu-ray and you don't want to buy it you could just and you don't yeah. want to su- sign up for another subscription you can just rent that one time it looks like oh, okay. and it costs a few bucks to rent it but so yeah though there it look there are ways to track down uh these these movies yeah it, it seems like so there is red box but i don't know how great their selection is i that because um I remember when I used that, I think Megan had told me about that and it was not even a dollar. I think it was like 75 cents when I mm. first started. So that I'm, I know it's gone way up from that, but it's still not not a bad price. But they I don't know if they have a lot of older movies or not, or if it's just more recent yeah. things. No, whenever I've seen a red box, it looks like they've got like just new releases displayed, but I I've never, never actually run it from there. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe, I, maybe they do have some yeah, older I think you stuff. Could go online and look up, you know, what, even though it's what's presented on the um, box is the newer releases. But I think if you go online, you can look to see if they have older. But yeah, I haven't looked at it in a long time. So. But anyway, I guess Netflix was not, it was not uh, doing well for them. So that must be why they discontinued yeah. it. I guess not. I, I actually, I thought I saw an article that said that it was, it was still profitable for them. Oh. But I don't, maybe not by much or like they just didn't mm-hmm. want to focus on it anymore. Yeah. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. These changes. <laughs> yep. well, anyway, okay, so uh, yeah, I guess we'll move on to the, the main topic. So yeah, if you're a new time listener, uh, also known as a first time listener, on That's Entertainment, we pick a pop culture topic and discuss it according to the three F's, first, favorite, and forever. Uh, today, we've been inspired to... Uh, take a little musical journey but a, a musical and televisual journey uh, after uh, the new amazon show daisy jones and the six that's about a fictional band in the 70s and we're also going to talk about some other fictional bands so normally when we do the first favorite forever it's kind of a, a linear path of you know starting years or decades ago and then coming back to the present day but here we're kind of you'll see as we go along but we're kind of going to start not that long ago then go further in the past then come back to the present day all right are you ready for that journey Aunt Beth? I am ready yes okay yeah it's just me and Aunt Beth today no guests but uh we've we've been doing this for a while now so we we uh yeah i think uh we've got plenty to say so i'll do usually i do uh, a little intro to set the scene at this point 
But instead, I'm just going to say, I would like to encourage everyone to now listen to Dancing Barefoot by the Patti Smith Group, since it's such a great song. And it's also the theme song of the Daisy Jones and the Six TV show. So if, if you've already watched Daisy Jones like us, then you, you are familiar with that song. But listen to it again right now to uh, get yourself dancing barefoot. Oh, okay. You know, Beth, when you're watching an Amazon show, did you know that you can like click the up button on your remote and it'll show you the names of the cast members in the current scene and also the name of the song that's playing, if there's a song playing? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if my remote does that because I feel like mm. I tried something. I'll have to try that again. I feel like I tried that one time and it didn't do it because I remember I was at somebody else's house and they clicked it and they got the cast and everything. And I said, oh, I should try it. And I don't know if it worked. So mm. I w- I'll have to try it again. Wes, you said Wesley's coming to visit this weekend? Yeah. Make sure you ask him about that. Yeah, maybe he can look at it. All right. Uh, In the meantime, uh, yeah, so first up, as usual, is the section that we call first. So we're going to uh, establish how... um, we first became aware of Daisy Jones and the Six. It's based on a book by the author Taylor Jenkins Reid. So, Aunt Beth, how did you first become aware of the of this group of uh, this fictional group of singers? Were you aware? Did you come by the book first, or or the show? And what you what made you want to watch it and or read it? Well, you'll be happy and sad. <laughs> Because I, I know I first read about the book from our, our old favorite Entertainment Weekly, who I miss very much. Um, and every month, or no, every week, whenever that, you know, they d- did their reviews and there were book reviews. And I remember reading the book review and that's, I said, oh, this sounds really good. And uh, so I read it. I can't even remember how many... Do you know when the book came out? Um, oh man, I just grabbed my copy. I think it's it's probably. Hold on a second. Let me pause the recording. Okay. 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 I've just returned and found the book, uh, so you can refer to it if you need to look anything up quick, like a publishing date. So this says copyright twenty nineteen. So it looks okay. like uh, four years ago was the. Uh, original release of the book i probably read it maybe three years ago then i didn't read it right when it came out um my friend sent me a sent me it for my birthday and so i did read it and then like i said i uh, i and i loved it so then when i i'm not sure how i heard about that they were making a, um, a series of it but I was very excited when I found out it was definitely a few years ago because I kept thinking, when's it going to come out? When's it going to come out? And I, I probably Googled it and finally found out, but I think that that could have been almost two years ago that they talked about doing a, um, a prime, you know, series of it. So, so yeah. I think production might've gotten delayed by the pandemic maybe i remember i read a um they had a new york times article about it a few months ago and i remember that coming up yeah well i guess that could be like every everything else so but yeah so mine was mostly because of good old entertainment weekly well in that case i guess i must have read the same review you did because i I read Entertainment Weekly cover to cover, so, but I don't specifically remember reading that review. And was it a positive review? I guess it must have been. Yeah, it convinced you to read it. Um, but yeah, so I I guess it didn't really stick in my mind because I don't remember knowing about it until I saw the teaser for the show, which came out 
uh, in January, I believe. And I was like, oh, a show about a rock band and starring Riley Kehoe, who I've enjoyed in everything I've seen her in. This looks <laughs> worthwhile. And then I think you and my dad and uh, maybe a few other people were discussing it, like looking forward to the show excitedly. And somewhere along the line, it got mentioned that it was a book and that it was a book that you loved. And then I was like, maybe someone could send me this as an early birthday present. And then a couple days later, I get a, I hear my doorbell ring and find this Amazon package at my doorstep. And it's like, I don't remember ordering anything recently. And then I open it up and uh, sure enough, this little uh, book here waiting for me to read it. It's like magic. Yes. <laughs> when you say you saw the teaser for the show, where, where did you see that? On YouTube. Oh, okay. Just yeah, because that's yeah. So so that's interesting because you kind of read the book, but we're also watching the show simultaneously, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I was about halfway done the book by the time mm -hmm. I started watching the the show. Oh, okay. And then I finished the book. I think I was halfway done the show by then. By the time I oh. finished the book. <laughs> And then watch the rest of the show afterwards. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it was um, my expect my picture in my mind of what the characters looked like was surely more influenced by the show than it was for you. Yeah, for sure. Because and I and I. I forget a lot of the book too since I read it that long ago. But you had it right in your mind. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I remember it to fair degree since I, it's so fresh. So we'll see if I need to to fact check. Hopefully, I can. Uh, I've got it right here on my desk. If we need to refer to anything. Okay. Uh, okay. So that establishes why we how this uh, came into our lives. So are we ready to move on to the favorite section? Yes, sir. Okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. So favorite is, uh, you know, about what you would expect. It's the section in which we talk about our favorite examples of this particular genre or subject or whatever. So the larger, larger subject at hand is, uh, fictional movies and tv shows about fictional bands and singers uh the the music is real but the bands are fake i guess is a way to say it and in some cases they, the bands kind of become real they go mm -hmm. they go out on tours and might be an actor in in character but uh yeah um so I, I don't know when you when you, you think consider that how they they step off the screen in that way and it's like well, what is, what is a fake band you know if uh, even if like are the monkeys a fake band for example yeah I I was thinking that too we'll, we'll get into that like they um some of the lists I looked on they had the monkeys and I remember and I thought well I don't really know if I'd consider them a fake band I mean they came out. They had a TV show, but then they recorded album after album. So yeah. I don't know. The, the, I mean, they were playing fictional versions of themselves. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't think I've ever watched the show, but like, did they, was Mickey well, Dolan playing Mickey Dolan's and was Peter Dork Tork playing yeah. Peter Tork? Yeah, they played themselves. Um, well, but then when they performed as a band, they were just, the monkeys so mm -hmm. i don't know that's a little confusing but <laughs> well it sounds like the monkeys aren't on either of our our list of our, our <laughs> favorite fictional bands but so but who did make the cut for you so i should have asked you how many you picked because i did like i said i i thought of a few and then i did look on um google to see because that's what made me there were a couple that 
I was surprised that they had on there. Um, but I did my top five, but I, I have more if you want to have more to listen to. Well, I so, wrote down seven. Yeah, I didn't oh, really okay. set a target okay, so amount. Um, but I, yeah, I guess maybe run through honorable okay, well, mentions I, quickly. I have, I have two that I could add because I put them down. So if I, I just added six and seven on the back. Okay, so okay. number seven is The Commitments, and that was a movie in the 90s, I think, um, about an right. Irish Irish band. And they, I actually have, I don't know if they have one or two CDs that they put out. It was really good music. Mm -hmm. um, the, number six, I have a feeling we might both have on our list is the Folksmen, which was the band from a mighty a mighty wind which is a christopher guest movie did you know they were originally on snl i don't know if i knew that or you told me that i don't know the, the they one were... season that christopher guest and harry shearer were on that, in like the 84 season. 85 season they yeah. did a, a folksman sketch oh did they yeah i should look for that okay then let's see number five i have otis day in the nights that was um from the movie animal house that was like the backup band and they were these bands were really good even though they're <laughs> fake bands they were mm -hmm. actually you know real musicians then number four i have spinal tap which is from the movie spinal tap uh, number three, Sing Street, which oh. I, I think we've talked about before, how much I mm -hmm. love that movie. And they, I remember my favorite line is when the girl, the, one of the kids tells the girl that he's in a band and she's going to come listen to him. And then he says to his friends, we got to start a band. Because <laughs> he didn't really have <laughs> such a cute line. And they were pretty good too. And then my number two is The Wonders, which... Your dad and I loved because they called him the, was it the O'Neaters? Mm -hmm. The guy pronounced it wrong because they spelled it O-N-E-D-E-R-S. And mm -hmm. that's from the movie, That Thing You Do. And then my number one is The Ruddles, which that was probably late 70s, maybe. Um, and there was a, it was a kind of a fake documentary called all you need is cash and it was mm -hmm. kind of a parody of the history of the beatles eric idol from monty python was uh the star of it and we had your dad and i has that cd and that was fantastic i mean it sounded like the beatles so yeah it was kind of fun look thinking of i i did when you first talked about it i was like i didn't know there were that many fake bands from shows and movies but so let's see who do you, you have on yours then yeah well i was yeah when i before i made my list i was like i might struggle with this i mean there's there's one or two i can think of right away but then i googled it around and it was like no oh yeah actually there are a ton I yeah have, i'll have to be judicious and and not include every single one that i've ever enjoyed mm -hmm. um so i i didn't rank my list i just put made a list of, of seven that i wanted to mention and okay. I, I didn't come across sing street in my research but i did love that um, yeah. quite a bit as well so i'll 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 second that emotion from okay. you <laughs> um I, who i did uh include i've got the blues brothers yeah the same thing i guess they're considered a big one but they you know when you put out an I don't know what Clara classifies it as fake because I, I mean, I thought of them as a real band, the Booze Brothers. Well, I mean, in that case, they're, they're playing characters. Like it, yeah, it's Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi as Jake and Elwood. That's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess they'd be fake though. Okay. But yeah, they did. I mean, they eventually, like, they would just perform on SNL. You know, it was it, there wasn't even a sketch; it was just a, a musical performance. Yeah. So yeah, they um, they kind of straddle the line a bit between real and fictional. Uh, and then there's uh, Jesse and the Rippers, which is Uncle Jesse's band from Full House. Oh. <laughs> okay. I think he had he had a different banking backing band as well. I forget what um, okay. it was a, a goofier name. Um, I forget what that one was called, but uh, 
they had a great song called Forever, which is like a, a soft rock ballad. Mm-hmm. Um, then I've got to mention the Star Wars Cantina Band. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, you know, do you know the genre of music that the the Cantina, Cantina Band plays? Do you know what it's called? No. I'll give you a hint. <laughs> it's one letter different from an actual music genre. And it sounds the same as a kind of dirty word. Oh, no. Is it a real um, genre or it's a made up? I think word? it's it's a made up genre. It's like a dirty fucking juice. Um, I don't know. I think you better tell me. It's called <laughs> jizz music. Okay. Don't remember that at all. I don't know if it's ever mentioned, ever actually mentioned in any of the movies. I don't think it is, but yeah. some is somewhere along the line that's been established that that's what it's called. Okay. Uh, and then I've got uh, this uh, the School of Rock band. Oh, I love that one too. That was a great one. And the next. Do they one ever have mention- a name? Well, they they, they called they- them. School of Rock. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, because at the the end of the movie, when they're, uh, or no, not at the end of the movie, when uh, somewhere in the middle of the movie, the the students that he's assigned to name the band, they're like, we finally come up with the name of the band. It's we want to call it School of Rock, and oh, Jack okay. Black as as Dewey Finn or mm-hmm. Nech Neeply is like. <laughs> Yes, we they will shall call us School of Rock. And he does okay. a little impromptu performance in the classroom right there. Um, next one I'm gonna mention. I haven't seen this movie, but I have heard the song because it's played a lot on classic rock radio. Eddie and the Cruisers. I saw that listed too. What was that from again? Is that uh, the that, name of the actual movie? That's the name of the movie, yeah, and, and the I band see. in the movie. That and didn't recognize. They were portrayed, or at least like the music part of them was portrayed by John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. Oh, yeah. And their big hit was On the Dark Side, which sounds a lot like a Bruce Springsteen song. Okay. Uh, Yes, I think I know that song now that you just said that. Um, Yep. Because I can, it does sound like a Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Um, and SNL celebrity Jeopardy fans will recognize as the John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band as a response that Jimmy Fallon as French Stort gave on one uh, clue. I think the clue was this is um, this is what must uh, this is what mustard seeds make. And his guess was who is John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band wherever that came from um and then the last two i'll mention are ones that you also mentioned uh, spinal tap my favorite song of theirs is of course big bottom (laughs) uh and uh, featuring the classic lyric big bottom big bottom talk about bum cakes my girls got them (laughs) and my favorite one is the wonders from that thing you do featuring some great uh musical songwriting from the late great adam schlesinger who was also uh part of the band uh fountains of wayne oh yeah i read that too yeah i i have that cd from that thing you do that music was great loved it Uh, yeah it's so catchy the title mm-hmm. track i know all right so does uh does daisy jones and the six make your favorite fictional bands list now or is it too soon to say oh yeah i would definitely put them on there we'll, we'll talk about that in forever but yeah yeah i would yes we'll get into that in a bit but in the meantime i guess it's time to take a trivia break I had trouble with, I didn't find a lot of trivia, but this one was kind of interesting. 
So it says the title of each episode. So, you know, like episode mm-hmm. one, two, three, I forget the word 10, I guess, is, is what? They're uh, all, they're all something like a similar, it's not worded all, very. They're all tracks? Well, close. Um, they're all, well, they're all song titles? Well, yeah. Classic rock songs. Oh, okay. So uh, I, which I didn't know, I wouldn't have remembered that. Like some, I wrote one was, I saw the light and she's gone and I'll take you there. So if you go, you know, if you look up the episodes, you'll see that they're each a classic rock. What do you have? Okay. My question is, uh, uh, Riley Keough who plays Daisy Jones, she made her screen... So she she comes from a musical family. Uh, her grandfather's Elvis. Her mom is Lisa Marie Presley. Her dad, Danny, is also a musician. But she's never really done music before this show. But she did make her screen debut in what 2010 rock biopic? Ooh. Geez, she would have been young then. Well, maybe about 20. 2010 rock biopic. Whew. Um, I'm probably going to need some hints. It was about a, an all-girl group. From, I guess, mm. about the same era that Daisy Jones takes place in. Oh, really? But it came out yeah. in 2010. Was it, it came about... out in 2010, but oh. yeah, it was... Was it about, um, oh, my mind just went blank. The ones that sing, uh, <laughs> uh, I love Joan Jett. The one about right. Joan Jett. What, what was her band before she had her, yeah. her oh, own God. band? Yeah, because I saw that movie. Elf, oh, no, Dakota Fanning was in it, right? And right. Um, Kristen Stewart. Mm-hmm. Oh, the che- Cherry, no, Cherry Bomb is the song. Um, right. Joan Jett and the what's it start with? Pre- R. No. Oh, shoot. What's something I do a lot? What's something I do in the morning almost every day? Oh, run, right? Yeah. So, Joan Jett and the runaways, yes, that's correct. The runaways. <laughs> yeah no i saw that movie it was very good who did so was she a member of the band i never would have known that yeah she played uh i think she played dakota fanning's sister she played marie curry and and dakota i believe played sherry curry yeah oh okay i'll have to look at that again that's interesting because she's about 34 or so. I think she's Leslie. Yeah. yeah, so she would have been about just around 20. Yeah, she's, she's she's 33. Okay. Did she sing in that? In the original? I don't know. Because um, I, I, I haven't seen it. So. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I, maybe. I mean, she was. I think they all. Or maybe. The, Maybe, well, let me see here. Well, uh, da, da, da. I did see it, but I don't remember. Yeah, I guess she must have, because I'm looking up Marie, I'm looking at Marie Curry's Wikipedia page. It says instruments, vocals. Okay. Uh, I guess she was one of the singers in the band. Yeah, so. maybe. Huh, interesting. I never would have known that. Yep. So Riley was not completely inexperienced when it came to music before before Daisy Jones and the Six. Forever! 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 Okay, so time for the forever section where we take stock of where we are now and look ahead to the future. And so mostly that means... uh, declaring our verdict on the Daisy Jones and the 
six TV show adaptation. Uh, I've watched every episode, and Beth, I believe you have as well. Sorry, <laughs> just Aunt Beth has left the building. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I mean something. Did you say, did I watch it? Uh, well, I, I said I've watched every episode, and I'm guessing yes. that you have as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if you, if you listeners have not watched every episode of Daisy Jones, that's okay. You can st- keep listening, although we will get into details about the ending, I believe. So if you don't want to be spoiled or anything... I'll pause this podcast and go finish watching the show and uh, mm-hmm. we'll be right here waiting for you. <laughs> okay. Welcome back to everyone who just finished watching Daisy Jones. <laughs> We're uh, you know, lively discussion. So Aunt Beth, what, what did you think of the show? Did, um, did you like it? Did it meet your expectations? And I also uh, had uh, some more specific questions. Do you think it made sense as a 10 episode miniseries or could it have been a movie instead or somehow could it have been an ongoing series and and how did the songs turn out? Well, I loved it. Um, when it first was released, there were th- three shows came out and I watched all three that night because I thought it was it just drew me right in. Um, and I was glad that it was a mini series. I think if it was a movie, that there was just too much information. They wouldn't have, they wouldn't have been able to have all the details in there in a, just a two hour movie. So um, I was glad that it you know I looked forward to watching each episode. Um, and I I said earlier that I read the book so long ago, so I don't remember how closely the series stuck to the book, but it doesn't really matter because, um, you know, it just stood on its own. You certainly wouldn't have to read the book first or anything like that. I, what I do remember in the book though, is, is reading, you know, they had all the song lyrics written down. And I remember thinking, oh, I'd love to hear what these songs would sound like because the lyrics were great. And so it was so fun to actually get to hear in the uh, series, the songs that, you know, that Taylor Jenkins Reid had written um, and put it to music. And I was, uh, I mean, I'm almost tempted. I know they put out the Aurora, I don't know if it's just on iTunes or if it's actually out as a CD. It says it's been topping all the iTunes um, charts. And uh, I listened to it on uh, on Spotify, but yeah, I don't know if they made any physical release. Um, yeah. It'd be nice if they did because it's it's you know we were talking about DVDs earlier in the beginning of the show, and I'm a a big fan of physical media like something that you really yeah. like it's nice to have to have something to hold in your hand and display mm-hmm. in your home especially cds because a dvd you don't watch as much but i listen to if i like a cd i mean you can listen to it a zillion times so but i thought that it fit it fit the era perfectly you know it's supposed to be based on fleetwood mac in the late 70s and and to me, I mean, I liked every song that they did, and I thought it fit that era perfectly. So I was quite pleased with it. Um, well, I think I was a little more lukewarm on it until the last episode. Uh, I, I was very pleased with the cast. Um, my favorite. My favorite part, I mean, I like I've always liked Riley Keough, Sam Claflin. Uh, he he fit the part well. Most of the other band members weren't weren't huge stars before this. Um, yeah. I've I've seen some of them and some things here and there, but my my favorite part of the first episode was when Rod Reyes showed up, their manager or the, their <laughs> soon to be manager, and it's who else. He might have not recognized him because of his, 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 his wild wig he was wearing, but who else but Raylan Givens himself, Timothy Oliphant. I'm like, oh my God. 
Yes. And I didn't know you were such a big fan of his because I, I love him too. Yeah, well, I, we were, I text, yes, I texted Aunt Beth right after I watched the first episode to say how excited I was to see him. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I, and, I, and then I told Aunt Beth, I'm such a big fan of him um, because of his appearances on Conan. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and, and also when he, he, sh- he played himself on the grinder, remember his, his guest spots on that show? Oh yeah. I forgot about that. So well, I, you know, after you told me that, I googled. Um, I watched maybe one or at least one. I don't know if I watched more than one of he and Conan chatting together, and it was quite, quite fun. Yeah, they're they're just fun together. Yeah, and so Conan O'Brien has a, a podcast called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, where he has the premise is he has longer conversations than he ever could have on his talk show because he wants to make actual friendships with these people. And Timothy Oliphant is like one of the guests that he's actually been successful with. Like they actually do have a, a, a genuine friendship. And it, it sounds like they're just constantly goofing off with each other whenever they <laughs> run into each other. Um, oh, I was looking up uh, Blake Mills is the name of the guy who wrote uh, the music for for the show so i guess taylor oh, okay. jenkins read taylor jenkins read it already in the lyrics he, he mm-hmm. put together the music for it okay. um but i was so i think i actually would have preferred if this had been a movie instead of a 10 episode miniseries so i and this is kind of something that i've been feeling strongly about in general when it comes to TV lately, not just this show in particular, like I've, I've noticed several one season, like eight episode or 10 episode mini series where I'm like, this should have been a movie. And it probably mm-hmm. would have been a movie that came out 10 years ago, but these are the types of movies that aren't getting made very much anymore. Mm-hmm. And instead they're coming out as TV shows. Like other examples are uh, inventing Anna, the mm-hmm. Anna Delvey TV show. And I'm like, it's telling just one story. It doesn't really need to be stretched out. But maybe it could be a, a two or a three episode miniseries. If you're like, just one movie is is cutting it down by too much. And you don't see the, that length of miniseries too much anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I think- have watched some that I thought, oh, this is, they didn't need, I don't know, didn't think it with Daisy Jones, but I have watched some series that I said, oh, this could have been like a lot shorter, but it was really dragged out. So, you know what? One of my most favorite miniseries of the past few years was uh, Quiz. That's what it was called, right? The Who Wants to Be a Millionaire one. Yeah. I think that That was just three three, episodes. Yeah. 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 That that was good. That's true. Yeah. They don't, I mean, I just, you know, was got into the whole story thing, but it certainly, yeah, I guess like most things can be shorter than they yeah. are. But yeah. for you, have having read the book so close to it, do you feel like it stuck to the, was it pretty close to the book? Yeah, uh, pretty close. Um, but they, there were, the I think the one key diff or a couple of key differences was like the, in the book, they'll have the book is an oral history style so it's like written as a series of interviews and you'll Mm -hmm. see different characters have different versions of the same incident which is harder to recreate on the show Mm -hmm. i mean like what they could have done is show film the scene multiple times based on different characters versions of the the yeah. of that story which they chose not to do uh um, they they <laughs> yeah exactly um they, i mean they did keep the the interview style it was it was the show is a a mix of actual scenes of what happened and interviews like i guess i guess it's supposed to be about 20 years later that mm-hmm. the, these interviews are happening and i think it was I feel like it was a longer 
actually, let me check that. I can make sure about that. Um, okay, yeah. So in the book, so the book and the TV show it's revealed are ultimately the book is it's written by Taylor Jenkins Reid, but she's writing it as if she is the daughter of two of the main characters, mm-hmm. Billy and, and Camilla Dunn, their their daughter Julia. And it's the same in the show. It's revealed that she's making a documentary about her dad's band. In the book, there's a note that says it was um, that her mom died in 2012. So it's like, okay, um, like 35 years after their last show is supposed to have taken place. Whereas in the uh, on the TV show when they reveal the grown-up Julia, she looks like she's in her 20s or so. Yeah. So I guess like the the interviews are supposed to be in the 90s then, which they probably did because it would, they wouldn't want to make the the actors look too old. Yeah. Well, in the book though, even though she died then, didn't they, did she interview her some or no? She didn't interview her mom at all? I don't think so. Like, they, oh, so it was supposed to be right around that. Yeah, like they have an email that she she wrote to her, her daughters, but yet she's never actually interviewed throughout oh, the, okay. the the so majority later. of the book. Yeah. Okay. All right. Actually, let me confirm that. Yeah, see, that, those are things I don't. Or, no, actually, maybe she did. Okay, because yeah, no, she is included, but like those, it's explained in the note. She she died before before the completion of the book. So yeah, she there are interviews with her, but um, there's like some key moments that she wasn't able to talk about. Okay. Okay. Um, so and what they, did you? Ahead, yeah so not a huge difference between the the book and the show but like they just had to make like a few tweaks here and there but yeah. they, they otherwise were were very faithful to it okay. what do you think of the songs and the uh, i thought i quite enjoyed the song and I, the songs and i was listening to them all again uh earlier today and you know one challenge was like they were supposed they're based on Fleetwood Mac uh for the most part and they're supposed to be like the biggest they were supposed to be the biggest band in the world for a few years and that's setting up such a massive challenge for the songwriters yes like these songs have to be really good and I don't know I wouldn't necessarily hold them up to against like the best songs that Fleetwood Mac ever made or other bands mm. of the 70s put out, but they're still worth listening to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, enough so that uh, I think Regret Me is the one song that's like stuck in my head right now. And yeah, that's that's a good listen. Maybe people will be playing that uh, at pool parties mm. this summer. Yeah, I'm going to have to listen again soon because I I haven't listened since the show, so I forget it, forget them. So, uh, yeah. I will say the last episode was my favorite. I thought their their final performance together was you could really feel the energy yeah. coming together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. Okay. Well, so usually in forever, we also look ahead to the future and go like, what do we want to see in future seasons or something along that mm. uh, nature, but I don't think we're having future seasons. No, that doesn't really fit for this. I don't know. Is there anything, would you like to see these these actors go on tour as Daisy Jones in the Six? I don't know. I don't know if that would ruin the, uh, uh, that's a hard one. I think they kind of it's kind of done um just like the the band member the brothers the the dunn brothers the duns yeah yeah Yeah, i don't know if i'd want to see them on 
we we should have known all along. Their name was done. That was done. I know. And now they're Billy done and as a band. What's the, what's the other brother? Uh, Griffin. Is that his name? No. Or uh, Graham. Think... Or wait. Yeah. Graham, right? There is a Griffin Dunn as an yeah. actor. <laughs> yeah, Griffin Dunn, the actor. Yes. Not, <laughs> not unrelated. Yeah. No, I think it was uh, ended well, and yeah. I'm glad I glad I watched it and glad they did it, made it into what they did, and I was very happy with it. So yes. All right. Okay. And if you want to let us know what you thought about Daisy Jones and the Six, uh please do. We love you getting feedback. Um all right, I guess it's time to wrap up. So uh and Beth, do you have anything you'd like to promote or anything uh, that you'd like to recommend that you can enjoy with your aunts and or nephews? Um, the movie that's coming out, well, when this airs, it'll have just come out this weekend uh, based on Judy Bloom's book, Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. I just um, saw it yesterday. Oh, what, did you like it? It was terrific. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so excited. I'm thinking when Wesley and Elizabeth are here, we're going to go. Um, so that I recommend that. And then two of these shows I recommend that are on Apple, but I'm going to get Apple again once Ted Lasso's over and then so that I can watch it. It's still going, right? Ted Lasso. Mm, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm a few weeks behind, but I believe there's still a few episodes left. Yeah, I don't want to get it. I want to get it so I can watch the whole thing. So Schmigadoon is back mm-hmm. on Apple, and that looks really fun this season. I just read a review of it. And then another show that's got a pretty good review called Ghosted. Um, I think that's a that, movie, actually. Well, okay. So the one with um, Chris Evans. Yes, and, and Anna Anna Day, um, that's a movie. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that's on Apple. Um, so those, um, once I get Apple, I'm going to have a lot of shows to watch. <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, that's about it. Okay. Well, promote as usual. We have a Patreon. If you can listen to episodes early, uh, if you uh, sign up to be a patron, and Ken Jong, as usual, you have an open invitation to be a guest on this show whenever you want and the day that this episode is dropping i will be running the broad street run i believe this will be my sixth or 15th time i think um and yeah if you're in the philadelphia area you can watch it on i think nbc usually has coverage used to be abc but i think nbc currently so if if it's if it's the same as it's been for the past several years, you can watch co- local coverage on 10 NBC from like 8 to 10.30 or so. Not sure Is if you Katie can watch. running with you? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, she, she okay. only has ever want, run that one once. Oh, okay. Um, and then I think she got scared off by how huge it was. Oh. <laughs> um yeah okay and then and yeah i'm not sure if there's any way to watch that if you're not in the philly area mm-hmm. but look around try to google it or maybe maybe you can somehow catch a stream of the local philly NBC station if you're mm-hmm. in maine or yeah. another part of the country uh, as for recommendations, I was going to recommend Are You There, God? It's mm-hmm. Me, Margaret. But I'll also recommend, along with that, this new documentary called Judy Bloom Forever, oh, okay. which is on uh, Amazon Prime, oh, which yeah. is a retrospective of her career with interviews with her and people she's influenced. Okay. okay. And one other recommendation... Um, so this this is a little older, so uh, have to will have to be with your older aunts or nephews, like teenager or above. Uh, the freeform show "Single Drunk Female." Uh, I watched that. I don't know if we've ever talked about that. I really like I, that show. Yeah, maybe maybe we should, 
maybe we could do an episode about that or I something. I love the girl. The yeah. Star. Uh, uh, so Sophia Black Delia is the star of it. Yeah. She plays um, is someone recovering from, she's a recovering alcoholic trying to get her life back on track. And uh, she's charming and uh, yeah. funny and it's a heartfelt show. And uh, yeah, it's on Freeform. Season two is on right now. And I think they released the whole season on Hulu. Um, oh. If you want to watch it on traditional TV, it's on Freeform Wednesday nights. And they usually do two episodes per. Yeah, that's what they've been doing two episodes yeah. per night this season. And uh, you can leave us a review and we'll read it on air. And you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And oh boy, I guess that's everything. Another episode oh. done. <laughs> done D U N N E. Okay. All right. Well, I will say what is good night to everybody. And I will say uh, keep your remotes handy and your eyes open.